3524 This is Learning with Leslie Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about, you know, those things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, all that WWW stuff. I started this podcast to share what I've learned about internet marketing, what I'm still learning today, and to interview other experts who can help us all along in our blogging journeys. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel, the internet marketing teacher from learningwithleslie.com, and I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with Farnoosh Brock for the second time. She's the first time, second time guest on the show. (laughs) She's the creator of the prolific living blog. She writes about living life on your own terms. Last time she was here, we spoke about how to live and blog in a prolific way. She's the author of the book, Motivation from Goals to Greatness. She's been featured in Forbes magazine and was a featured speaker at Blog World 2011, where she spoke about personal branding. Today, we are going to be talking about how to network for online success. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Farnoosh, thank you so much for joining me on the call today. Thank you, Leslie. I love the way you introduced me. That was so warm and welcoming well, and it was, blushing. It was easy to do because you're Farnoosh, you know? So thank you. Thank you so it. much. I'm your first repeat. How exciting. <laughs> and it's, it's a pleasure to have you back on. Thank you. Now, here's the thing, right? Uh, we did the interview last time, and that's really where I first got to know you. I got to know mm-hmm. you actually because I sent you an email by mistake, and <laughs> and then we ended up connecting. We had an instant connection, and since then, we've been very good friends. I've been listening to your podcast. You've been listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've met. Uh, I've met people through you, and it, it's, it's just been a good relationship. It's been wonderful. Yes, yes. Thank you. I'm so glad you made that mistake where you contacted the wrong per- person with my first name, and we ended up connecting. So exactly. happened for a good reason. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's all, it's all good. So this is one of the things that I've noticed because since then I've met a number of people, I've interviewed a number of people, and I've I've met a number of people that know you. And one of the things that really stands out to me is anytime I, I meet someone that knows you and I say maybe, hey, did you know, do you know Farnoosh from uh, Prolific Living? And their response is always the same. Oh, I love Farnoosh. <laughs> Farnoosh is so great and all this kind of stuff. And it, it, it has just been very interesting to me how you go about networking with others in a very unique and special way. So I wanted to get you on this call today so that we can talk a little bit about networking because I believe that networking is something very powerful that can help us accomplish uh, a lot of goals. It can help us to meet some really cool people and get to know them and, and even, you know, potentially partner up with someone or whatever the case might be. And I wanted to kind of get some tips about how we can do that well um, because you do it so well. Okay, okay. What I want to do is I want to start off with an example to kind of make this real. Can you give me an example of maybe how you've networked with someone? I don't care who it is, but (laughs) in a way that you saw some kind of a benefit down the line. 
So, um, so first of all, thank you for that. I'm so glad that people speak highly of me and I have lots of tips. I hope it's going to be useful to your listeners, but um, I do have an example for you. So um, I don't know if your listeners know of Dan Miller of 48 Days. The Dan Miller is uh-huh. a very, very successful business person. Definitely. He's got multiple businesses. He's been featured on every television <laughs> channel and he's a very good f- friend of Dave Ramsey's. Yeah. So if people know Dave Ramsey, but he's just, you know, a different caliber of, you know, business person, not so much a big blogger. However, I, uh, you and I both have a common friend, Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh So through Cliff's recommendation of listening to the 48 days podcast, I went, I went and listened and I listened to all the archives and I really connected with Dan Miller's philosophy Uh and approach to work. So for me, and that's the first element that I have to actually connect with a person on that level that I have to respect what it is that they believe and have some common core values, Uh because I think that's really, really important when you start connecting with people. So then I sent in a question to Dan's um, podcast and Uh he answered it on the show, which was great. Then I started engaging in his community and I had no end goal in mind, except that I was curious, first of all. And second, I wanted to get into this community and get to know them because they're like-minded people like Dan Miller himself. And it just so happens that he notices people. He's got more than 11,000 people in his forums, but he notices who's there and who's active, which is pretty impressive. So after a while, I started to launch my course, which is, you know, it helps people leave the wrong job and helps them build an exit strategy. And I really wanted to interview Dan Miller. I just one day decided I want to interview him, yeah. but I didn't know, you know, how to go about it. So I just decided I will ask him you know? And, um, he happened to actually check on me. He happened to go back to Cliff, I think, and maybe just, you know, kind of like find out a little bit more about me, but he said, yes. And that turned out to be to, according to him, his best interview, which was a huge, huge, you know, um, compliment to me because, you know, he'd been interviewed on every channel everywhere. And, um, I really took it seriously. So when the opportunity was there to actually take this relationship and really use it and really make Dan shine and just do a good job here, I was, I worked so hard on that interview, you know? So, so that's, I guess, one story where it started with a connection with someone who is really outside of my circle. I mean, Dan is pretty big. His circle is pretty huge. And I just started to, I guess, get engaged in what matters to him. And to him, his community matters to him a Uh great deal. But I didn't do it for that reason. I was just interested. So I went in there and what I did, this is an online community where you can post blogs and updates and discussions. And I just answered questions for a few weeks. Uh So I didn't go out there and pose my own questions. It just felt like, you know, I'm just going to go answer people's questions. So that may have had something to do with it. But in the end, you know, that's where I basically had Dan come around and he was more than happy to interview with me. And, and that turned out to be, you know, one of his best experiences. And so I feel like that's just, you know, connected us in a great way. And I don't know if that's a good example. No, that, for you that's an excellent to. example. And, you know, it kind of leads me to uh, another question because it's a question that I get asked a lot because I interview a number of people and so mm-hmm. on. Now, Dan Miller is, it's pretty big. He's pretty big stuff. Um, yes. I, I, it's as if I can't go anywhere without hearing about this Dan Miller uh, guy. And I, I'm one of the few people that haven't actually gone through and read his stuff. And I've been wanting to for a while. Things have been so crazy. But eventually, I want to read his stuff. Um, okay. But he's, a, he's one of those guys that you really look up to when it comes to business and so on. How, yes. how do you typically... 
how, what do you recommend for someone that maybe wants to do an interview with someone or but maybe they look at this person like this person is a superstar i would never be able to reach out to this guy or he would never uh, listen to what i have to say and you know do what i want mm-hmm. him to do um, how do you recommend for someone to go about establishing that connection and pos- potentially getting an interview with someone that's relatively huge Okay, good question, because I get this too, Leslie, and and I want to talk about the things you shouldn't do, All which right. is you should not put anyone on a pedestal, okay? okay? That's, a, that's a mistake I, I used to have on, in my corporate job, and I used to do that with vice presidents and executive people, and, and, and that's what makes people uncomfortable. So if that's something you're doing right off the bat, stop doing that, and and also, on the other side, treat them with professionalism and don't be too informal and too, you know, sometimes people just go way on the other side of yeah, way yeah. too casual, right? So you want to strike the right balance where you're talking to them as though they are your equal, but there's a tremendous amount of respect. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to have an angle. There has to be something that connects you. So with the example of myself and Dan Miller, it was the community yeah. and it was him recognizing that. And it was nothing at the beginning. It was just, you know, something I was doing in in a place where it mattered to him. So, and, and I, you can do this several different ways. So for example, if there's someone else you want to interview, you got to do some pre-work, yeah. okay? There's nothing that stops, you know, you or anyone from emailing them right away. And it's very possible you could get an interview right away. But if you want to increase your chances and kind of become the kind of person that they cannot ignore, then look at what it is they have done mm-hmm. and do something for them that also aligns with your own purpose. For example, if they released a book, right? What you could do is you could read their book, um, review it on Amazon for them and maybe write something on your blog and do it in such a way that hasn't been done. Pick an angle that's very important to them in the book. And and also, again, all of this still has to matter to you. Don't just do it to do it, but do it because it's something that aligns with your own goals and your own, uh, you know, direction. But if you do that and then you just let them know, let them know you've read their book, you really found it valuable, you know, how is it that they came to this conclusion, you know, just kind of pick their curiosity. You could always engage on their blog, yeah. on wherever it is that they are. You can start a conversation on Twitter. But you have heard this too, Leslie, where you don't want to ask them right away. Definitely. You want to kind of build that relationship and then let some curiosity build up because, you know, why Why do you even want to interview someone that's big? There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason other than the fact that they're big and successful, mm-hmm. right? And that's what they like to hear, that there is something special that you are interested in that maybe no one else has asked them about, right? So then they are interested in talking to you because if you're asking them the same thing every other interviewer asks them, like, okay, so let us know how did you get started and how did you make <laughs> it so big and what are the mistakes you made and, you know... And th- that's that's just not very interesting, yeah. right? If I were being interviewed for that a hundred times, I would I would feel like I'm seeking people who ask me really hard questions, like Leslie yeah. right here. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, but find something that makes them curious, that raises their curiosity in in form of a question, and. Let, let them know you're interested in their perspective. You think their perspective helps your audience. And then if you get that interview, or shall we say when, when you get that interview, uh-huh. then really prepare for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really value their time. Really, really know how to conduct a professional interview where you don't talk too much, where you engage them, where you are just, you know, really, really cueing them right and making them look good, but not 
putting them on a pedestal. I mean, it takes a skill and you got to work on that. So, and don't, th- don't let them be the first person you ever interview, please. That, I was just going to ask you about that <laughs> because, you know, we think about interviews and we think about, you know, people that interview very well and it's mm-hmm. easy to look at them and think that, wow, these guys are awesome. They've always been awesome at interviewing. But right. if you look back in the archives, most likely <laughs> you will see that progression from where, when they weren't that good to how they improved over time. So I was going to ask you what you think about, should you try to interview that person right off the bat. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, especially if it really matters to you. I mean, with Dan, and I don't do a lot of interviews, Leslie. Usually that's not what I do. I wanted to do this for my blog, but I have done them in the past. In my career, you know, I've done a ton of interviews and then I've been interviewed two dozen times. So it it gives me practice. But I would really say no. Practice on someone else. Let yourself, you know, and become confident. If you are not confident, so if you feel that whole gap with, they are so big and successful, so maybe they're better than you and all that yeah. mindset that really limits us. If you feel that, I mean, it's natural at the beginning, then it, it immediately affects your self-confidence. And then it shows in your voice, yeah. in your demeanor, if you're in person. And that's the last thing someone wants to see because at the same time, it will make them uncomfortable. So you got to be at a place where you are fully confident, but still, you know, back that up with preparation and a lot of other things. And then you respect their time and you feel pretty good about your interview skills, pretty professional, because if you do, and if you do a good job, chances are you will be able to speak with them again. If they really enjoy that interview, they may very well talk to you again for a second or third interview. And you don't want to just do it and be over with. You want to turn... I'm sorry, you want to think a little bit long-term also when you go through all this work and build a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So, so for example, that, that to continue that story, if I may, um, after Dan uh, and I, and, and after I interviewed Dan, you know, a few months later, I was about to launch the course. So I asked them to let me put a blog post, a guest post on 48 days. Uh-huh. And they have a long list of guest posts that come through, you know, he has mm-hmm. a pretty popular blog. And um, I actually needed that guest post to go up that week. And would oh, you wow. believe that he bumped someone else <laughs> Wow! and published it that week so my course wouldn't be closed by the time the guest post went up. And after that, he actually indirectly sent me clients that saw my guest post nice. on his site. So nice. it's just turned out to be wonderful. I think now I'm in a place where I'm indebted to him. But... Um, <laughs> It's wonderful. So the relationship continues. That was my point. You want to make your mark in such a way that it's not just for this interview or this week or this month, but that they remember you Mm -hmm. six months down the road when you may need to participate with something else, or maybe you're going to do something with them and they don't think, well, who's this person? I've never heard of them. Exactly. Right? Make lasting impressions. Exactly. And you know, the interesting thing about that, yeah, we're talking, we we were speaking about interviews, but that kind of goes way beyond interviews. It just goes to networking in general, uh, connecting with people in general. Uh, In that case, it was you putting a guest guest post on their blog. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. so many ways in which that can manifest itself that it's just an all around good idea to be networking with other individuals in your niche, outside your niche, um, specifically in your niche, because it, it, it helps you to become a better person. You get to understand other perspectives and so on. And, it, and it's just great. All right. Oh, yeah. So, so Definitely. now, now let, let's go beyond this interview thing and let's just talk about networking in general. The okay. complicated thing that I see when it comes to networking with 
with many people online is keeping track of all the details, uh, knowing that this person writes that that blog and you've interacted with them in this type of a situation. How do you go about managing contacts? You know, um, I think about that all the time and I'm constantly thinking, is my system efficient? Is my system structured, organized, whatever? But you know what? I am not as systematic as I come across. Okay. So in a way, I got it down pretty good where I look better than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> But this is what I do. Okay, this is a rule I have with relationships. And I've had this ever since I decided to become a networking queen back in my corporate job because I thought it was going to take me to great places. Uh -huh. It didn't, but I learned a lot. <laughs> so, so I decided if I'm going to connect with people, there's a few rules. The number one is, and this has really served me well, so I really want to share it. The number one is I have to like this person. Okay. If I don't like this person and they are the president of the country, I'm probably not going to be that interested. I'm not one of those people that is there because they are powerful, so I want to connect with them. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, that just doesn't appeal. I have tried it. It doesn't work. So I have to like the person. Okay. And I can say that every person that you see me talk with and connect with, I really genuinely like them. Okay. So the job is easier. It's less of a job, more of a play, right? Yeah. So, and, and how do I know I like them? Well, I have at least one conversation with them, either on email or on Skype, somewhere that's outside of the public eye, yeah. where we connect a little bit on a private level and we share something, something that we have in common. I mean, it can just be, you know, we like spring. It can be, we like Toronto. I don't know. But something that we have in common, and because it's something that's common to you and to them, it's not hard to forget. I mean, it's pretty easy gotcha. for me to know, for example, you, you're a Mac fanatic because <laughs> I am one too, right? Yep, indeed. <laughs> so, so something that you have in common and then people that, that you like. And then if you realize by the same token that you don't like someone, then I just kind of withdraw. Okay. Because I just, you know, I don't make a big deal out of it, but I just, you know, don't continue because I just don't think, you know, the, the relationship can really work if there is something. And I really trust my intuition here. I do. If I just don't feel right or I don't get the right vibe from someone, I just withdraw until I learn more about them. Yeah. So, so that's how I kind of pick and choose. But then you, you really ask me how I keep track. I like to think I do things in bursts, okay. you know, like I have kind of gone into hiding where I'm building this course. It's a lot of work. I can't make any mistakes. I have a lot to manage right now. So I'm actually not spending half as much time on Twitter, on Facebook, on Google plus, you know, it's just a matter of just jumping on a little bit here and there. So so, but then I realized, you know, it's been a few weeks, I haven't done anything. And then I was reading a book where it was talking about, you know, building your coaching practice through referrals. Okay. And I love that idea. Okay. You know, just through referrals. So then I had a lot of ideas in that book. So then I went through and I was like, you know what? I need to help other people with referrals and I need to see if they are interested in helping me in my specialty with referrals. Uh -huh. So that actually, you know, on, on Sunday, that gave me a great excuse to go through 25 of my contacts that m made sense in that particular scheme and send emails and c get in touch with them and update each other. And so that's the burst I'm talking about. I don't do it every day, all the time, but- gotcha. um, it, it, you know, it's, and I, I don't know if this is helping anyone. No, but it is. It, so it's whatever works for you. Okay. But um, the, the networking is really, really important. And liking the people that you network with is important. And then you've probably said this too, where you don't have to do every single platform. Pick one or two that really work well for you yeah. and just work them. Now, what platforms have you chosen? 
You know, I really like Twitter. I, I really tell. do, but I don't I don't think I build my relationships there. I continue my relationships there. So I get to know people and there is usually either a bunch of direct messages or some chat or some emails. And then we continue the conversations on Twitter. I love Twitter. I do like Facebook. I don't like the recent changes they've made. So I'm spending less and less time there. Okay. Um, I, I used to really actually for a while spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, but um, it's a different community, right? So um, I go there once in a while. It's a good place to have re- big discussions and conversations around certain topics. But I don't know, I haven't felt like I can really connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn. I'm still working my way. Okay. So I would say Twitter, then Facebook, then LinkedIn. And I'm leaving one out. It's not coming to me. Google um, Plus? Google Plus has been so-so. I okay. can't quite get into it. What about you? You know, I, I haven't fully gotten into it. I keep saying, you know, I'm going to go over there and start building stuff over there. And I do it a little bit, but it, it never catches traction with me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my biggest, biggest, huge, most huge networking tool is email. Okay. Okay. Email okay. and Skype. I mean, the, 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 the basic stuff. Okay. So that works really well. And okay. I think email is really, really a good tool. And as long as you don't abuse it, I think you can build the best relationships through email. Okay. So connecting with others, very significant, but there are specific ways in which you can connect with others to, to help to make it feel special so that it's not just oh i'm answering a question that this person ha- um, has but it's more of you can tell that there's a relationship but there's a challenge in that and the challenge is when you're doing these types of things online you can't mm-hmm. see the person you can't touch the person you can't hear the person unless you're on skype for example um mm-hmm. so what do you do intentionally to help people t- when you when you're trying to establish those connections how, how do you make people feel special i guess that's the easy way of asking this long-winded question. <laughs> hmm. You know, yeah, you're right. You don't always see them. I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of people because I've traveled, conferences, you know, and I do Skype videos sometimes, but um, I've actually managed to build a lot of relationships before that first Skype call. So how do you make someone feel special? Well, on the internet gosh. specifically. On the internet, right, right, right. Um, I think you have to be true to your own personality. Okay. I mean, I have a personality where when I like someone, I really like them. Yeah. And there is that curiosity element where I want to know something else about them. So I, I naturally ask them. And again, it's either happened on email or a bunch of tweets back and forth. The platform is irrelevant. Okay. I think it's just, and you're, you're, you're getting to that too. It's how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's how you do it. And I'm and I'm usually not shy to talk about myself. I really don't like how people recently have been saying, nobody wants to hear your story. Nobody wants to hear uh-huh. your side. You know, I don't know. I've heard this a couple of times and I don't think that's true. I mean, my story is important and so is yours. Yeah, and, and when so, people come to your blog, they're coming to your blog because hopefully they like you. They like you and yes, as long as you relate. So for example, when I send out the tweets, they are generally, you know, either about some topic or they are updates about me. So I am not shy in talking about myself, but I always do it when there is also, when I'm talking to someone else, when there's also the element of asking them. And when you get to know something about someone, then, um, I don't know, you just care. I mean, I, I know the big things that are happening for different people, like 
my friend was giving a speech, you know, for the first time ever. And, and for some reason I had Thursday on my mind and I just sent out a tweet and, you know, I know that that meant a lot to her, but I was also very curious. How did that go? Or my other friend was going to Hawaii for the first time. And, and, you know, these are bloggers that some of them I haven't met. And I just, you know, you just have to really have genuine interest. Yeah. I really think I'm trying to really give you an honest answer here. And I think it comes down to genuine interest. And if you go down by the rules of, okay, I like, this person, I am interested in them. You have to be genuinely interested in people in the first place, right? Definitely. So um, I worked with some people in engineering that weren't. So, you know, <laughs> that made it hard. <laughs> they were interested in other things, but I'm interested in people. So, so then, yeah, you just show genuine interest and there's curiosity and you don't want to do it because you have to. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you do that, it's not going to work. If you feel like now you have to check on Jack and Jill and Sally and then get to work, it's never going to be genuine. So Definitely. if you don't have time, don't worry about it. Take care of your work. And when you are in a place of happy and you're you know, wondering what everyone else is doing, then network. Gotcha. Don't network angry, in other words. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I think um, Gary Vaynerchuk in his book, Crush It, he did a very excellent job of summarizing what you're talking about there because he has an entire chapter and uh-huh. there's one word in a chapter and that word is care. And then he moves yeah. on to the next chapter. <laughs> so I, I think what you're saying is you need to genuinely, ge- uh, genuinely care about the people that you're networking with. And if you, do, if you really care about them, In your interactions, you will make them feel special. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You have to, and you cannot fake the caring. You just cannot. Awesome. So, and and, you know, there's something, this is kind of moving on to a a little bit of a different aspect of of networking, but there's something that I've just come to realize recently, um, just a few months ago when I went to one of these conferences. But there's something I find that's significant about meeting someone face to face. And I know that you have done a number of meetups um, kind of all over the world, it seems. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> and, and absolutely. Now, let me ask you, why do you specifically do that when you're traveling? Because I know you travel a lot, but why do you do those meetups specifically? Because of just what you said, there is something about that face-to-face meetup. Even if it happens once, Uh there is this connection that I think we make as humans where you just, you know, like you said, you touch someone, you shake hands, you, you share a cup of tea and you just look at each other. And you kind of size each other up. I mean, it just just that being in person, you know, which is the way we used to be yeah, all the time, yeah. right? We couldn't communicate over all these electronic devices. So I think it just sets the tone for how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And you you make an impression all over again, but then you also know each other. Like your friends meeting for the first time. One of my friends described it yep, this way. Yep. You know, you know the feeling, right? Oh, I know the feeling. So, yeah, so it's just wonderful to do that. If you can, I think it's really worth it. And at the same time, I have gone to meetups where I didn't know people and I felt just like the networking events where you feel awkward, uh-huh. you know, I felt that way. So it's the opposite feeling of just going to a networking event if you've never done it. Yeah. When, when you go out there and meet your online friends, you're actually meeting people you know. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, we hug every time. I mean, it feels like we already, we're just, you know, old friends already. Yeah. So And it doesn't just feel good. that way. It, it is that way. It is that way. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you and I, I feel like I know you. And I we've know. never met. And we will meet sometime. We, we, we have to, we're, we're sure. going to say it 
publicly on this podcast right now, and then people can hold us to it. But we will meet at some point in the future. And, you know, it's interesting. When, when you, you spoke about Cliff Ravenscraft, and I remember going down to the Financial Bloggers Conference, and he was there, and Pat Flynn was there, and I got to meet those guys after uh-huh. knowing them for a while online. And there really was something very significant in doing that, it it felt as if I was meeting old. Fr- well, I I was exactly. meeting old friends for the first time, exactly. and and it's just an awesome experience. And I love how you know, the tools that we have today, like Twitter, like you mentioned, and Facebook, and and all these different things, you can really connect with others on a on a different level. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know the reason this is also important is because not just you're building these relationships, but it can actually also really help your business as much as you can also help others. Mm-hmm. So it has it's beyond just all fun and games, right? You know, let's just and- let's just kind of list out all the benefits of networking because I really want this to hit home. I've realized how how significant it's been for my business. And it's not all about business, um, just for my life in general. Um, so yep. let's, let's, uh, what are all the benefits of doing this? What are the benefits? Okay, you're going to help me list them, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, um, we'll just shoot off of each other, whatever. All right. Well, it definitely makes you feel good. Okay. First, it first things feel, first. I like feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> feeling good makes is good. Makes you feel good. Um, it re- increases your visibility to, uh, I guess, other people. Exactly. You just, you know, when two people connect, there is their network and your network. So it increases your visibility and your reach. If you're getting a message out to your own network is uh-huh. one size, but if you're leveraging other people's networks, so, you know, in terms of the online media and social media it increases your reach definitely it also just one that i'm thinking of right now it gives you a different perspective because you might think about something in one way i mean now that i'm in the middle of this launch that we're doing i'm working with yarrow and gideon and i might look at something one way and it's set in my mind and then i speak to them and i see something different that i wouldn't have seen on my on on my own and it helps me to kind of um grow in my blogging, in my networking, in my in everything that I'm doing. So it gives you that different perspective, which is also great to have. Absolutely. That was my next one. It helps you grow. Just great. Hold on. <laughs> another no, one. No, no, that, seriously, that was a good one. Go ahead. Another one that I'm thinking of right now, and I know I'm interviewing Farnoosh and I'm just talking all this stuff, but it's all right. This is how we roll here. We can do all this stuff, shake things up a little bit. Um, but it, it, it especially when you are networking with others that know more than you it helps really to raise you to that next level and yes. and when it comes to what we're doing online when it comes to building our brand it's always about growth and the more we can grow the better and the more we can grow together the better absolutely absolutely okay so one i have one mm-hmm. and that is you are not alone Mm. You know, just that feeling that because one of the reasons I didn't want to get into business for myself is because I thought, oh, my gosh, it's so lonely. And I used to imagine myself, you know, with these, you know, mom and pop shops where they're just in this lonely neighborhood (laughs) all day long. And and I thought, oh, they're so brave. I could never just be in business by myself. I need the community of people I work with, even though it was the wrong community for me. But with blogging, 
you know, you're by, you know, at home doing your own thing, but you are not alone. Uh-huh. And the networking, oh, I think that's huge, right? That you're is not alone in your problems or in your successes. Exactly. And that kind of leads right into the next one that I'm thinking. You know, a lot of times, just with your problems that you were just talking about, uh, you go through all these struggles trying to build your brand and so on. And you think that you're the only one that's struggling in this way. And you look at all these other guys that may look as if they're doing all these awesome things and you think, man, these guys never go through what I'm going through right now and you feel discouraged. But the more you network, you see that all of those guys have gone through the of same course. types of things and sometimes even worse than you have gone through. And, and that kind of gives you that encouragement to continue. Absolutely. No, and, and they still do. Definitely. You know, they still do. Even if they're big and they still have their own problems. Definitely. So um, I think we learn together. Yes. You know, we learn together and you know this because, you know, your recent course, you know, it's all about learning together, the boot camp, right? Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So learning together. And then if it's one-on-one networking, you give each other feedback. If it's somebody you really trust, I mean, I've had a lot of people give me private feedback Uh and I am so thankful, so thankful that they care that much to actually come and whisper to me that maybe you should do this differently. I'm like, thank you. I am so grateful. Definitely. Definitely. So, awesome. I think I think we kind of shot off enough um, <laughs> benefits. Yeah, and I think we covered a good bit honestly, of ground Honestly, if here. you're listening to this podcast, this episode, and you don't see the benefit of networking, then I don't know what's wrong. Um, <laughs> but there are definitely a lot of ne- um, benefits, as we have just spoken about. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing. Um, because I know that you've been doing a whole lot. Uh, I want to talk about your podcast, but before we get into your podcast, talk a little bit about what's going on with you right now, where you are in your business, what what has changed since we last spoke. We should have done this at the beginning, but that's all good. We could do it now. That's all right. That's all right. No, I'm happy. I'm happy to talk about it in a context that hopefully will be interesting to your listeners. So, um, So it's fascinating for me to still be running my own business and just I love every minute of it. So if you are thinking about it, I think the joys of self-employment are underrated. Uh Let me just say this. Um, I have been um, having a lot of fun publishing Kindle books. So these are just books that are in Kindle format that you you can also sell on your website, but I've been putting them on Amazon Kindle store Uh and um, just kind of tapping into that community. And my husband and I have been learning the whole publishing system and he's actually helping other people format and publish books now. And just kind of like going in a completely different market, right, Leslie? That has nothing to do with my blog and just watching the sales grow, which it's amazing, right? So that's giving me a a lot of confidence. Um, I have been really working hard basically since October, November timeframe, minus the time I was gone. I was in the South Pacific for a while and I was still working, but I've been building this course, uh-huh. which is a six week course called the Smart Exit Blueprint. And it helps people who are in unhappy jobs that could be anywhere. It could be corporate, retail, self-employment even if it's yeah. unhappy and they they need an exit strategy to leave that job professionally and with a smart plan and then go somewhere else. So it helps them with that whole strategy. And this is the first course I've ever built. So it's taken a lot of time, but it launched uh, and started February 20th. Okay. And we are on the fourth week right now. And this is the first offering and that's going really, really well. I have several students and it's been just a huge learning experience 
experience for both of us. And then my coaching practice, I've been really working on building my coaching practice and okay. focusing on specific clientele. And that is, again, people who are in that transition phase in that stuck in the career, in a job they're not happy with. And I'm totally passionate about this. Plus I've really, really honed my skills in helping people. So mm -hmm. that's been keeping me busy. And then I have done a lot of things around green juicing, okay. which is totally separate from a job market <laughs> thing, but, but green juicing. So I, it's one of my books that's actually selling on Amazon, but um, I have a green juicing community of about 500 people and growing. And so I am actually uh, surveying them and they're very interested in having a three-week juicing intensive program. So we're going to launch that in February. And I have a couple of other books that I'm going to be writing and probably offering my course again in the summertime. I haven't decided yet when. Okay. And just um, a few other products around the whole career because I want to build that out and really, really help even more people. Even if they don't take the course, I want to help them with content, with material, with with videos, what have you. So I'm building out smartexitblueprint.com. So so that's some of it. Okay. And it's keeping me busy. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds like you just said, well, well, you know, in terms of what I'm doing, I'm doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing everything, but... Let me tell you, there are not enough hours in the day to do everything I want to do. It's just wonderful. I know the feeling. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast because I don't listen to a lot of, well, no, I do listen to a lot of podcasts in terms of a lot of episodes, but there are like a handful of uh, podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis. Yours is <laughs> one of them. And I want, I, want you to, I want you to talk a little bit about what that podcast is about because I think it's directly related to what this entire episode has been about. So just give us an idea of what, what you talk about on that podcast. All right. So the daily interaction, right? I think you and I are about, well, no, maybe not. I'm on episode 33. It's someone else that I'm around the same time we okay. started. And 33 episodes. So it's going strong. And the daily interaction, I am so fascinated by interactions and dialogues and communication and, and, and the uncomfortable stuff like confrontation and influencing and negotiation uh -huh. and, you know, having those awkward conversations with mom and dad and friends and relationships and strangers that, you know, come and start up conversations with you and you don't know what to do and all of that <laughs> stuff like it's everyday stuff like how to get a refund how to how to have a conversation with somebody in a foreign country how to close the culture gap so it's all around communication and relationships and that aspect of interacting with other human beings and sometimes it's focusing on yourself uh -huh. you know it's a lot of conversations that you have with yourself you know kind of like self-reflection thinking about how you present yourself to the world and um, I incorporate a lot of stories. And now I have a series of fresh voices of which you are one, Leslie, right? <laughs> honored to be one. Thank you. So, um, so it's a lot of fun. I, I don't do interviews like you do here, not yet, mm -hmm. but I would absolutely love for people to tune into the daily interaction and uh, take a listen. Let me know what they think. And definitely. And I'm giving it my highest recommendation. The, 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 the nice thing about it is it's one of those types of topics that applies whether you're dealing with real, well, I say real life, but it's all real life, but whether you're dealing with offline versus online. A lot of the things that you talk about uh, in, in offline situations are directly applicable to what we do online. And then the things that you talk about in online situations are directly applicable yes. to what we do offline. It's all about good, interactions. Very good observations. And mm -hmm. it's all about right, networking, right. really. 
and and connecting yes. with others and connecting with yourself and and all of that. And I just think it's a great podcast. I highly recommend for anyone that's listening to mine to go over to uh, prolificliving.com slash TDI and check it out there. You can check it out on iTunes. You can check it out on Stitcher. Yes, I hope you get on there soon. I need Leslie. to get on there. I've just been procrastinating where that's concerned, but I'm gonna hit them up and that's um, all right. Get that's my podcast. All right. No, thank on you there. so much. You are very much welcome. Well, I think I think we covered this topic well enough for today. I want to thank you, Farnoosh, so much for joining me on the call. It was it's been great. I'm sure that anyone that's listening got a significant amount of value from it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure, Leslie. Really my pleasure. And I really hope that it was useful for your wonderful listeners. And thank you for having me back. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. Well, no, you know what? I know you enjoyed that. Tons of value there. I want to invite you to go and check out her blog at prolificliving.com, but more so the Daily Interaction Podcast. Uh, prolificliving.com slash TDI you're going to enjoy it you're going to love it and I highly encourage you I highly recommend for you to go and check that out I want to let you know that this program is brought to you by Become a Blogger 2.0 at becomeablogger.com this is a thing that I've been working on over the last year it's finally come together and I'm very excited It's, it's going crazy in there in a good way But go over there, check out the 10 free videos that we have. It'll show you how to set up your blog from start to finish. I'm talking about from doing the research to getting your domain name, hosting account, installing your blog, installing WordPress, getting a a sexy theme to make it look good and stand out from the crowd. How to install plugins, what RSS is. You know, I'm not going to go over all the details. There's so much in there that I want you to check it out. Uh, So go ahead and check it out at becomeablogger.com. That's all I have for this episode. This is Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com, the internet marketing teacher. Until next time, take care and God bless.